Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. How is everyone doing out there in the internet radio land? It is us, once again, your captain and co-captain, two captains of the podcast industry, I guess. I don't know. But it's us, as we always come here. It's me, Adam BB. Over there is Barry Johnston. Yo, how's it going, man? Pretty good, man. You know, you run. You know, you you do over 128 of these things. You know, plus yeah. a few bonuses here and there. Sometimes you, uh, sometimes you got you're good right out of the gate. Sometimes yeah. you stumble around for something to say. Just a little bit. It happens. I know. It happens. You can't. You can't always hit a home run. Yeah. Not always. So. But anyway, everybody, hey, how is it going out there in Weirdsville? We got some cool stuff for you this week, as always. But uh, Barry, what have you been up to, man? I uh, I'm a documentary person. I enjoy a good documentary, and yes. uh, I finally got the chance to watch the uh, Heaven's Gate uh, documentary. Cult. It's called Cult of Cults. Ooh. It's on HBO Max, and uh, it's it was really well done, and. Uh, it was cool. Um, they went pretty in depth with the living followers, ex followers mm-hmm. that are still alive, and um, it did a good job. I thought of of piecing together the idea behind the group, how it was put together, the mental illness of uh, both of the the folks, T and Doe. Yeah. that uh, were the head of the group and and kind of where that went to and it was really if anybody hadn't watched it i i would uh i would i would strongly suggest you, you check it out because it's really informative and also i thought maybe one of the more interesting aspects of it was just how normal and smart these people were that got involved mm-hmm. in it these weren't a bunch of whack jobs you know they these were, you know, well-intentioned people, and mm-hmm. and it, it it didn't function like a cult that we're used to, where, you know, at least in the beginning, for the first fifteen years or so, it was fairly loose on whether you know you could stay or go. It was up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see that much, and also the lack of of sexual stuff that you see a lot of times in cults was just it was existent but it was existent in in the opposite way yeah um so but really good man it was really um and of course we talked to you about the last podcast on the left they did did yeah great series on it yeah phenomenal series on it yeah so um Anybody interested in that? Another cool thing about that is you can still go to heavensgate.com. Just go there. And, mm. and, and, and it's, it's like it's a steel shot in time. 
uh, uh, this website that is, you know, from the 90s. Yep. That and is, it's still, yeah, up and operational, and there's yeah. still people that are doing it. Yeah. Yeah, they're keeping the members, I guess. I, I guess. know. It's so weird. That's one weird thing about the movie is one guy in the movie who left before they committed suicide um, still believes in the followings and or the teachings. Um, and I didn't know this, but it's still the largest suicide, uh, mass suicide on, on U.S. soil mm. and um, 39 people. And uh, just really uh, an interesting story and uh, a weird story, man. Such yeah. a weird story, you know, because it takes you back into that time also of pre-real internet. I mean, we had the internet, mm -hmm. but it was so minuscule. It was just chat, or, you know, chat rooms and forums at that yeah. time, really. Yeah. You know? And leading up to the year 2000, there was so much just commotion about the end of the world is coming, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they just got wrapped up, wrapped up in that. But anyway, yeah. that's, that's what I've been doing, man. Just uh, watching stuff, listening to stuff, listen to a great podcast with Avi Loeb, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And he's the one that um, wrote the paper on Omoamua, the mm -hmm. large object that was found um out in our planetary system that was moving through our planetary system that came from somewhere else and we don't quite know where that was from that was interesting um guys look his stuff up he's really interesting uh, scientist from he's a harvard professor and he's the guy who is that i, I think i'm right he's the one who's basically has come out and said that he feels like this is something that was sent by a, another planet by by some yeah. kind of um civilization yeah it's not a, through space he said you know, he, on well, a direct course kind of a thing well he thinks that it's not organic mm -hmm. <clears throat> he's not quite sure what it is it could be a piece of trash what he what he thinks it could be is it could be something that you know in, it could have been from a spaceship that maybe it had a you know had a collision with something and knocked something off. He talks about he thinks it's being propelled by sunlight, hmm. which is a new apparently this is a new idea that you can get energy from light, which and it can propel objects. Huh. And which is what actually I think NASA maybe maybe uh, SpaceX is working on it too. But how does is it like uh, on photons? Well, it's like basically it's way he describes it. It's like a sail, and okay. and okay. and 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 you use the light to propel it because mm. light is energy, and somehow you right. I, I don't know I don't get the whole thing, but yeah. it's interesting. What he said about it, what I thought was fascinating, was is that it moved twice as fast as a comet. Mm -hmm. And what did he say? I think he said it was moving at 30 miles a second, hmm. something like that, uh, which is really fast. And he thought yeah. that he said that, that the, uh, the size of it was just a little bit smaller than a football field. Okay. And that the reason why they're able, they were able to see it is because they were detecting as the thing was tumbling, it would 
show uh, the reflection from the sun off the surface of it. And he says that it's not, it wouldn't be a rock, something organic that's floating out mm. there because the amount of light that the thing would put off from the sunlight mm. itself was just too, it was, it was almost like it should be, it's, it's like a shiny surface. Yeah. You know, if it was that small for mm. us to see something like to reflect light in space, mm-hmm. it would have to be really shiny somehow because right. that's, right. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> that's uh, the size of a, you know, a hundred yards in space is not big right. at all. Right. You know, that's, a, that's not big. It, you know, that's no. not big here. No, that's not, that's extremely small in space, yep. the infinite of space. You yeah. Know? So we want to, it also doesn't have like a trail or like, you know, or like, you know, that that's right. That behind it, which would make it more visible, like co- when we see comets. That's right. Um, so yeah, there's no dust, no nothing coming off of it. And he said that the real shame was is that they didn't see it coming. They only saw it when it was past us already, so we couldn't mm. catch up to it, get photos or anything like that. So uh, anyway, interesting dude, fascinating discussions. I know he's been on the Lex Friedman podcast. He's been on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's been on a bunch of other uh, places doing interviews. And uh, he's just a super interesting guy. And his perspective on things is is really quite interesting coming from his, you know, background. And, um, you know, you should check it out if you can. Anybody listening. Well, I've been, uh, you know, I've been reading a new book that I've got here. Cool. And it is very, uh, it's fun. It's very fun, very easy read, fun read, and it is by uh, the author's name is John Lemay, mm-hmm. and that's like L E M A Y, and it's called Cowboys and Saurians, S A U R I A N S, and it's about dinosaurs and prehistoric beasts as seen by the pioneers. Wow! So uh, this book. It collects all of these old newspaper stories from the mid to late 1800s up until, you know, like 1910, mm-hmm. kind of like the, the Wild West era, mm-hmm. you know, the expansion West and the Wild West era. All these clips uh, from newspapers about these reptiles or snakes, as they were all called back then, um, giant beast. And it kind of pours over them, and it says some of them, some of these stories are outright fiction because in those days they would, in newspapers, sometimes to sell newspapers, they would make up fake news, but they would tell you sure. it was fake news. Right. Um, but other times, you know, they would just report on wild stories or whatever, you know, just, and there were lots of them. And, you know, you've heard, we've heard stories often about, um, how in the old West you would see, they saw these UFOs that were all cigar shaped, you right, know, right. You always hear about those in the old West, you know, before we, before we had flying saucers or anything like that, there's the cigar shaped UFOs. Um, but this is about, and I think the guy's written books on that, those type stories too, but this is about all these weird, fantastic creatures. And he was, and he hypothesizes that maybe, some of these were, uh, you know, remnant dinosaurs. Wow. Wow. That's cool. 
and so you know it's um it's a lot of it's a lot of fun it's real easy to it's really easy to read and yeah. he's got i guess there's a series of these coming out because it says number one but yeah man it's cool it's like you know it's like there i've read these reports he'll even take you know the sections of the newspaper and reprint those uh-huh. you know yeah the story in 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 the newspaper and, and the eyewitnesses and he really focuses on eyewitnesses you know what they describe in the time and then he tries to find a correlating um uh, dinosaur for That's that. Cool. Absolutely, man. Well, talking about uh, deciphering history and uh, and things like that, uh, we have a really interesting guest on today. This is a, a first for me. Um, I've never had my palm read, and we're about to get our palms read. Yeah, it's um, it's it's. <laughs> It's it's fun. It's really cool. It's it's unusual. It's not uh, per se uh, your weird story, but it's something that you know goes in along with it. And uh, I think both of us can agree we found it very insightful. Yeah, and uh, very interesting. And um, you know, I think it was I think it was cool that we had each other there to hear what was being read about the other person. It can be like, yes, that makes sense. That's right, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Very cool. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to Summer. Summer, tell us our weird story. Um, So this is obviously, this is a little different since we're doing this uh, fun hand-reading thing. Um, Oh, shit. Do I need to send you a picture? Um, If you want to, you can send me a picture of both of your hands. The easiest way is if you can take... I know it's really hard to take a picture of both of your hands together. Probably you can't do that because you need the operating yeah. camera. Um, the easiest way is like this. But if you can take like right and left and tell me which hand is your dominant hand. Okay. I sent you mine and mine, I'm a righty. So. Let me know if that's okay. If I need to redo it. I sent it. Now, Barry's a married man, so he's not going to be sending you a dick pic. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I've actually... Well, I, oh, you know I, what? Oh my God! I sent it to I sent it to somebody. Just got a picture of my of my hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is hilarious! That is hilarious. What if you got a picture of this, and at the bottom it says right hand dominant? What would you? Think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't had enough coffee, man! Holy oh, shit! That's great. That is funny. Oops. Okay, that should be it. Mute my phone. Okay, I like your wedding ring. Oh, thank you. My initial thought. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. I've right, never, I've never ahead. in yeah. my, I've never in my life sent a picture of my genitals to anyone. So I can safely say that does not exist in the universe. So (laughs) that's a a good idea. Uh, Yeah. Especially especially today. You know, growing up, there's a lot of things, I guess, you know, we could have gotten in trouble for, but that wasn't one of those things. Right. No. Thank God. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you were trying to send somebody a dick pic back in the day, you would have had to get a disposable camera or a Polaroid. Oh, God, you know, yeah. And then yeah. send it to them in the mail. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's yeah. a whole 
so many more steps. You had to get the film developed. You know, it's so much time to think about this. Right, right. You know, you had to get the film developed, right? And you couldn't take it to Walmart because you knew you knew the people that worked at Walmart and the photo of developing stuff. That's true. They were always kids, you know. So you couldn't take it there. So you'd have to go, you know, to one of the one-hour places where they're too busy to to do it, or to another town, you know. (laughs) To you know, really get it done, and then you know, have some entity. Then you'd have to give them a fake name. My name was always uh, Dave Weston, not for dick pics, but just for any kind of pics. I always liked. Um, I'll tell Dave that you used his name. Do, do that, yeah. Dave, Dave Weston is somebody that Barry actually knows. Um, so, I don't. Somebody you knew. That's funny. No, I didn't know, him, but it's somebody that he knew. So like. Um, so and uh, so, I, I just like the idea of you know using a fake name because you could do it; it didn't matter. And um, that backfired on me once because I was at a uh, in, in college in, at a party, and um, I saw the guy who worked at the <laughs> Target, you know, our one hour developing thing, and he and he's talking to this guy that I know from art school who knows me, knows my name. And um, he he so <laughs> I go up to him like hey what's going on, and the guy I know from Target introduces me to his friend who I know from art school, you know they don't know I know each other right because you know it's college it's you know like that he's like oh hey uh, this is Dave Weston <laughs> you know <laughs> and, this, <laughs> like, and his friend looks at me like what I was like no no I was like and I had to explain the whole thing <laughs> and he just laughed and laughed and laughed he thought that was the greatest thing ever so that's funny that's great. So, Dave Weston, uh, thank you for helping me dodge, potentially dodge any bullets. So, <laughs> but no it just makes it just makes me think of that uh, episode of King of the Hill where Rusty Shackleford comes to Dale's house and he's like, "You got to stop it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more. <laughs> That's funny. Well, all right. Well, let's get yeah. Let's let's get cracking. Yeah. Dive into Barry's handwriting there, since we're uh, oh man. Okay. So I kind of look at your hand here. Now you said your your right hand dominant. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the first thing I see is kind of like with the shape of your hand. Um, it's supposed to indicate that you're a bit of a philosopher. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I see you shaking your head. Um, am I am I supposed to give you feedback or what? You can if you want to, but you're you're not um, okay. <clears throat> required to give me any kind of feedback. Okay. Okay. Um. So the shape of your hand is supposed to indicate that you're a bit of a philosopher. This says that like you seek education um, and that like you're very interested in like, oh God, and wow, on your left hand. So let me actually explain something. The idea here is that the dominant hand is like what we practice and like what we um, attempt to like do like throughout our lives. And the right hand or the non-dominant hand um, is meant to be like um, destiny kind of a thing, like what we're inclined towards Uh Um, potential, some people say. Okay. So one really interesting thing I see, probably the most interesting thing that stands out to me as far as lines um, is this uh, is this heart line on and, and it's branching and it's crosses on your left hand um that is supposed to indicate that you are this person with like a hugely creative um especially this up branching like hugely creative potential 
Um, it also kind of just shows like you have multitude of like varied interests. You have another one um, that's like pointing on this ring finger. You have some smaller and slighter lines that are coming out towards the um, pinky. And then you have some that are pointing towards Apollo. Um, this lets me know that you are like fated, if you want to say, to be like very educated. I would say this says you are like faded if you want to like have like be like a jack of all trades huh. and it shows you as having like a strong philosophical interest and now i want to look at the right one a little bit stronger Damn, girl you're blowing my mind right now a little bit dang um actually the right huh. one looks quite similar but it uh, shows more in the center which is showing me that you actually lean towards and practice things that are more logical and practical um even if your your heart or your potential um, could be a little bit more like, how do I want to put this? Like ethereal, I guess. Okay. Um, you have. So once when I had my um, when I was having a, a reading from someone, I I was told that I had gift of sight, um, and in some ways your your left hand is uh, similar to that. You have a a potential if you want. Um, to be involved very strongly in many philosophical pursuits oh. um, and disciplines, but you lean towards the practical with what you actually practice. Um, so this is okay. Yeah, this is your right hand. Left hand's got a ring. Um, so you have this lifeline. Um, your fate line is pretty interesting too. Um, but what you is, have a what is fate? What is so when you okay, what are these lines like? Uh, oh, right. the, like the heart line and all that. Is that the one in the center that goes so across? A heart, a heart is also love line. So important sometimes they're called like heart line, and people are like, oh, it's not like your physical beating heart. Right. Um, that's this very visible one on everyone's hand. Sometimes yeah, this yeah, is yeah. called the human line. Okay. Um, scientifically because it's the grasping thing. Okay. Heart. This next very visible line on your hand, this one's the most visible on my hand. Yeah. Head. Okay. Which one's more visible? This one. Life. Okay. See this one that's crossing this way? It's like a little... Yeah, there we go. Fate. Okay, okay. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Fate and life almost always intersect in people's hands. I think that a short, like a shortened lifeline means... But that's actually not true. Um, so your, the one thing I can see on your lifeline that's interesting is the deepness in it. So this is like good and bad, right? It's like a, a mixed bag. Okay. So when we see a, a deep lifeline on someone's hand, the indication is that their lived experience <clears throat> is actually complex. It has, it has difficulties, um, it shows that this person's life is not always easy. Um, and there's some other markings here that also show that the life in particular is very rich. Um, let's look at the fate one. Just, yeah. And that's, and that's exactly it. The fate doesn't really have a line that's like extremely deep or extremely strong, but the actual experience does. Mm. And it shows a wealth of like, experience in the person's life that is sometimes painful um 
but exceptionally meaningful, all of these events, mm. whatever, however painful they are. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes I talk, I want to, oh, now I'm going to get really close. Let's see. You have an interesting fate line. Um, so the headline um, that we talk about is sometimes also called a wisdom line. Okay. Um, if your wisdom line crosses over the line of fate, um, it's supposed to mean that essentially you're okay. So with, with fate, it's almost always tied to like career. Um, okay. And then of course yours is also crossing deeply over um, your love line. Um, it's kind of, sh- okay. If you are a Chinese palm reader, this would be an exceptionally lucky palm. Really? Wow. Yes. Um, and and yeah. for for what re what what's the basis of that? I'm betting, and I couldn't tell, but if you crossed just because of the way that it looks here, that if you like um, did your hands like this, the line would be um, crossing strongly over all three and kind of making a star shape. Okay. Um, it kind of makes a star shape even with your hands just like this. So I'm certain that that just gets stronger. Okay. Um, this is a particular symbol for a Chinese palmistry that says you are having good luck Mm. um that you are essentially lucky funny enough in women this is supposed to indicate something negative oh shit (laughs) Um, (laughs) but in men it's supposed to indicate that they have um particular luck in both love and um in career um do it wow I've, I've certainly far. been lucky in love. I'll tell you that much, man. Yeah. I've, I've got a great marriage. So, oh, Actually, let's look at marriage for your hand. At least I think I do. Don't tell me anything different, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, your, your fate line um, reads exactly that. Wow. Your, um, the fate line on your um, left hand in particular says that you are destined to have um, what we would call a harmonious um, marriage. Wow. And it only shows one. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, are the, like, I, cause I, I, I guess I don't look at my hands very much, but like when you're getting these like types of readings and stuff, like do these, do these features change in your hands or is what it like, how does that work? There's a belief that, like I said, the left hand is essentially things we maybe cannot change or things that are a little somewhat immutable about us, like things that will happen. Like, so for instance, your hand says you just have a ton of interests, you know, like you're right. very philosophical. You're that's thinking true. all the time. I think that's true. I would. Yeah. But you're, you would agree with that. Yeah. But lot, you're right. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say that. I mean, honestly, like. Most of the things that you've stated to this point are, is as for me as a third party as a, but as a friend that knows Barry, known Barry for a long time, it's most of this stuff I would say is if not all of it is like just spot on. Yeah. But your right hand, for instance, um, until we get the bad a, news. So <laughs> I actually I don't see anything exceptionally negative. Although sometimes if I do, I just don't say it. Of course. Um, 
but mostly because some of the like negative stuff in palmistry is like immutable. Like there's some, if you're like a short thumb, you're an idiot. I like, um, so yes, but it really, it is it's like a ratio thing. And if you have like a short thumb, it's like people with short thumbs are just stupid. Um, wow, and you're like, Damn. <laughs> um, but one of the things is that your the idea is that the lines on your right hand, um, or actually lines on both hands, can change, but especially the lines on your dominant hand okay. should change over okay. your lifetime. Wow. That, that's the idea. And that, okay. like, when people make significant changes, that the lines on their hands change. Interesting. Um, in the Chinese philosophy of this, they'll say, um, although this is, of course, not just Chinese, but uh, China, it, I do believe that it originated in, like, um, the East, and different uh, people from different traditions have their own um, their own interpretations of what these things mean. But if you are listening to the, the Chinese philosophy on this, changing your health um, changes the lines on your hand. Really? That's what they say. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Um, so I'm going to look at it one more time. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, maybe this is negative, I guess, kind of. Your um, your wisdom line is kind of branchy and it's, it's pretty long. Uh-huh. And, and that's supposed to kind of indicate that, like, maybe you're a bit of an overthinker. Um, maybe you have a tendency to kind of ruminate a little bit. Um, maybe you have a difficult time making choices and decisions. Yeah. Um, that might be an annoyance. It looks like just from where it comes across, that might be an annoyance, Mm -hmm. um, to people in your life. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Might be indecisive. It used Um, to be a lot easier when I didn't have kids, you know? I mean, honestly. You know, I used to be, I could make decisions when I was young, just based on a, on a gut feeling. And and I find it, I find it very difficult now to, I, I have to really sit and think things through to the nth degree to make a decision mm. now, you know, that's probably maybe, just maybe, maybe that's yeah. right. Yep. Having all those responsibilities because you're not just like you know one person. You have uh, <clears throat> your yeah. all your decisions now immediately affect you know four other people. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's Five, like one of it's one of those things though where you're just like God. Why why can't I just like <laughs> why can't I just like I, I've been thinking about moving. You know, you know, Nikki and I've been thinking about that. You know, and it's like. One day I'll be like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, cause I moved around a ton, a ton. I spent the better part of, you know, 10, not 10 years, but probably seven or eight years moving around. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, do I really want to move? You know, just things like that, that should be. That used to be simple decisions aren't simple anymore, you know? Those are really tough decisions when you have kids because, right. like, you know, they genuinely impact their development. 100%. Did you have a head injury as a kid? Um, I'm, yeah. Let me put it this way. I got hit in the head many times. I played football, <laughs> and I, I had, I'm pretty sure I sustained quite a few um, concussions. That is in your fate line. Really? Wow. 
Um, what, now, what is that? What was the what was the fate line again? Is that the? It's where you have a, a portion of your hand where the fate line the, it kind of typically goes up from the palm. Okay. Um, interacts with your headline here, okay. and sometimes that means injury or harm. Okay. And then I can also see that same pattern, but different in your left hand. And so I'm okay. just kind of like, you have a life-changing yeah. head injury? Um, but Probably. That can, also, that can also mean something else. Well, I, it's very possible. It's very possible. We were, And, and I did a lot of drugs. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of mushrooms. and. Well, I was going to say that you were definitely a rough and tumble little boy as well so you could have hit your head and hurt yourself yeah. without even knowing it back yeah for sure little, oh so. for sure for sure yeah i i see one other interesting thing um i see this line in your hand that indicates these emotional trials and tribulations that essentially change you on an emotional level i don't see a ton of like betrayal or like that it's necessarily like negative or something like that, but it is, it is difficult and it is tumultuous. And there are not just one or two, but lots of them. And after this, this deepens and enriches your emotional life and your emotional connections to other people. And that's really strong on your palm as well. I'm reading, you know, I'm not an expert at this and, you know, I don't do this like professionally, but like I, I'm reading things that are, are very strong on your hand and very obvious. Wow. Well, I've, 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 I've have a history of, of, um, depression and anxiety mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And that goes pretty deep in my family. I'm sure that's probably part of it. I but, see. Yeah. That's interesting. It's amazing. I've never had my palm read. So this is the first time I've ever had it done. This is fascinating. It's funny. The first time someone did this to me, um, it was just random, and it was at a, a state fair. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I thought it was so interesting. I thought, wow, like, um, what an interesting thing that they came up and, and said. Is, I'll tell you one. Uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go. I'll tell you one other thing that I see on this palm that stands okay. out to me. Um, this, oh, you're high up, too. This is you work very hard. That's the, the main thing in your life is like you spend a lot of your time working um, and in the pursuit of work and you are reliable, which is the other thing that is marked on your hand very strongly as well. This is a much smaller line and it's not a part of like the, the main lines, but it is also a, a marker, an indicator that's there that says you are just um, exceptionally hardworking. And for some people, they say this line indicates dependability, like, you know, how reliable are you? That's also on the hand, uh, the right hand, your dominant hand. So that's okay. like in practice you are as well. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Barry's a pretty hard worker. I mean, you know, yeah, he, and he is, and he is, I can definitely say that he is reliable. He's, well, you thanks, know, man. he's somebody that I can, uh, I could call on at any time if I needed. And, uh, you can count on him to, you know, be there for whatever. So I know I can, I can, uh, just valid, you validate, validate, you validate yes, on another flake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't say that. 
Oh man. Wow. That's cool, man. Interesting. Um, yeah. And it, to me, you do have this, um, soulmate line, um, that is, it's strong. And I see it on, um, the, the practice line or on the, the, the dominant hand and not so much on the fate hand, um, which kind of indicates to me that you've worked really hard at making someone a, a soulmate for you, or maybe you've worked on yourself and, um, wow. in order to do that or something like that. Wow. <clears throat> so, Damn. yeah, good Damn. job on that relationship that you were talking about. That's, that's a good well, relationship. Well, thank you. Yeah, it, it, it does. It's, it's it is work. I mean, it is work. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, what's funny about it is, is that I found her at a time when I wasn't ready for something like that. But mm-hmm. when I realized what I had, I did that. I, I did a lot of work. I had a lot of issues uh, from previous stuff and was lucky enough to find somebody that allowed me to work through that stuff. And uh, it's worked out well. We've been together. This will be 21 years this year, or 20 years this year. 21 oh, wow. total, but yeah. Amazing, man. Wow. Yeah, that's a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dang, girl. You're good. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, like I said, I was I was once told that um, I was um, gifted in sight, if you believe in these kinds of things. Sure. Let's see. Okay, now... Let me ask you this. What mm-hmm. got you, maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse here. We could talk about this later, but what made you want to start getting into this? Was it that fair palm reader? Actually, it kind of was. Was it? Um, yeah. Um, I think maybe this guy was hitting on me. Um. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> a great, this seems like a great, you know, kind of a in kind of a thing. A great way to like meet somebody to make physical contact to you know engage with them. Also, you know, and if you're For sure. good at this, you and you and you know, because a lot <laughs> of this seems right. You know, you'd be able to kind of like read somebody and be like, okay, um, I can just you know either pursue or just back away. Yeah, true. Right? You know? <laughs> well, and this particular uh, person, that's exactly what I thought. My mind was right where yours is. I was like, oh my god, like. I let this guy hold my hand. <laughs> he was a complete stranger. I let a complete stranger hold my hand for 10 minutes and, and, and talk to me. And I, you know, continued to engage with that person afterwards. I thought like, what an interesting, um, what an interesting way to like make an introduction to someone. Um, so I got a book about it and I started reading on like, what do these different things mean? And then it was like, okay, so it's similar to tarot right my interpretation of what something looks like or the ways that it looks to me might be a little bit different than the interpretation that someone would make okay otherwise sure now how do you how do you how do you study this is this a personal pursuit do you get do you apprentice with someone or how does that work if you were wanting to be someone who like does this professionally, yeah, you would go and like apprentice under someone and okay. um, you would also read a lot. Um, I've, I've read a couple of books on um, some of the origins of it, what people think it means, um, why it's been around for as long as it's been around, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Gotcha. And it's been around a long, long time, a long time. and in various uh, cultures as well, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are some culturally different uh different meanings mm-hmm. about it. 
Hey, everybody, this is Dave Schrader from the Holzer Files on Travel Channel. You're listening to What's Your Weird Story? Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set. If you know what I mean, wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. So, um, Adam, which hand that I'm looking at here... Um, is your dominant hand? My right. You're right-handed. Okay. I always have to like <laughs> look at the picture. I'm like that's love. That's right. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. The chilling silence before it all begins. <laughs> She's gonna tell us where the bodies are buried. Shh. <laughs> So one of the things that stands out um, on this hand, it's like we would say looking at this hand, one of the things that, that kind of stands out, although normally you have to like look at the nails and everything too. Like if you get a, if you get one in person, they're like more in depth, they'll like touch your hands and say things about them. Um, but one of the things that I, I can see kind of right off the bat is that actually your hand indicates um a good birth placement um and that may mean your birth order but it also may mean like that you were born to like good parents who are in a good position in their life um so that's that's kind of an interesting thing to see kind of right off the bat um your hands your, your palms are are also kind of rounder um this is intended in palmistry to say that like you are a good partner or a good spouse and that you were very easygoing um but it also is supposed to mean that you're like a little too carefree sometimes you can be like um maybe offending or, or hurting not to say that you have like a wondering eye but like you're um you're more easygoing in love than the average person um you're easy to uh, fall in love quickly to fall in love very very easy to get along with people in around you in general um the shape of this hand says um people around you in general really like you and kind of want to be your friend sometimes that's even problematic for you maybe okay yeah interesting yes i am uh quite the lover um <laughs> i don't <laughs> so very interestingly and i i know some things about you so it's a little unfair but um 
there are like some careers that are associated with the shape of your palm. Um, and one of them is musician, writer, politician, diplomat, actor. Um, I know you're not like a <laughs> diplomat or a politician right. or anything like that. Um, but I do know that you're an artist, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and the shape of your hand uh, is inclined towards artistry and speaking in particular. Yeah, it's interesting because I uh, am an artist and uh, I speak, I do have this podcast. So, and uh, I am waiting to be assigned to be a diplomat for the um, uh, the Galactic uh, yeah, Empire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reported yeah. by the uh, Space Force. Yeah, or Space Force. Yeah, for you know. Yeah, um, you know, but from the uh, the stories we mentioned last week in the news from last year, from the uh, um, I think it was an Israeli official or it was the American <laughs> official, but one of those. I'm 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 waiting for my post, so you know. I would love for you to be a liaison between the aliens and our government. I think I could do it, man. I you think know? you could too. I just would follow the philosophies of Spock. And, um, (laughs) you know, I mean, I think that as long as I kept, you know, everything, try to keep everything logical, but like Spock inside would be the turmoil of being, you know, human and Vulcan, although, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Not to get you on that subject, but if you have not watched Discovery, um, there is so much Vulcan more in the first season and it Mm -hmm. is so good and it is. Oh my god, it's so good. What is this? What is is it? Star Trek Discovery. It's the newest version or the newest story uh, show from Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's weird where it falls place in the Star Trek continuum. But I have watched. It's like here and here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Both. Exactly. Because, like, um, with. with I know some are kind of a a Trek nerd like me, but like it falls in place somewhere between or somewhere around the original continuity that started with the original Star Trek series. Okay. um, That includes uh, Enterprise, Star Trek, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager, Mm -hmm. and then the movies. And but then when they did the reboot movies, they created this other timeline. I can't remember what they call it officially, but there's yeah. a movie timeline. It's the okay. 2000s timeline. Mm. And then this seemingly follows in with that, but also might be part of the other. And so I'm not really sure exactly, but it's really good. I have, I need to catch up. I need to, I mean, I'm way behind on it, but it is really, really good. It's really cool. They got a lot of really, really interesting things going on with it uh within it um that is like you know like the universe is all connected through like uh fungus mycelial network yeah yeah (laughs) oh it's it's wild it's wild so that's cool sweet um yeah i'm i'm a big star trek fan so one thing that's on your hand that i can see oh look at it again um you're supposed to love beautiful things um, and art, okay. which is not shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also says, due to the placement of your thumb on your hand, you have low willpower. Mm-hmm. And 
difficulties with motivation, um, that you're kind of easily swayed and influenced by the things around you. You're um, not, I don't want to say like ADHD, but you kind of are just like, well, this thing's interesting. And I forgot about everything else I was supposed to be doing. And this is interesting. And that's what I'm interested in now. Um, and they say, they say that this kind of person is, is quote, like, easily distracted in their tasks in life. Um, that's kind of the, the phrase that's put out over and over and, and that their, their willpower, like stick to itiveness is, is, is a little bit low. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think that sometimes comes out sounding bad. Yeah. Um, I get you. What was that? I said, yeah, I, I get you. Oh, okay. <laughs> your ideal job also is one that involves social interaction. And there's some lines on your hand that also seem to kind of point to that as well. Um, okay. No, wait, this is right. His right and left was a lot easier because I had a, a marking that I could, I could look at and be like, Oh yeah. Okay. So that's your right. I think, I think on my left hand, you should be able to see a watch band. <laughs> No. My, or a tattoo? No, don't uh, see anyone. But that's okay. I, I figured out I just have to hold my hands up every time like a like okay. a weirdo. Like, <laughs> um, and yeah, and then think about the fact that it's like, uh, you know, yeah. this way, holding yeah. a camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So this heart line hand. Huh. Wow. That's a really interesting thing. This heartline hand shows these like meaningful relationships. I would have to get a little closer. It shows like these like meaningful, like soul-based connections. And wow, there's a lot of them. I mean a lot. Like I don't normally see these on, on people's hands like so frequently. Like seven, eight? Like significant soul-based relationship connections. These are deep, meaningful relationships. They don't necessarily have to be romantic, Mm -hmm. but they are ones that significantly intersect your um, head and heart, the wisdom of your life, and also your emotional life. Mm -hmm. They, they show these like very deep connections. That's really interesting. Um, And, I could see that without zooming in. So that's is what I said. Like social is a big thing and it, it connects to the thumb um, and the placement of the thumb. Social is a big thing in your life, but this shows one marriage um, or like long-term significant, they say soulmate relationship. Mm-hmm. Crossing your fingers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you have all of these other connections that are like either profound relationships or profound friendships. Mm-hmm. And they are um, also, while they seem to fade in and out of your life and go in and out, you have some that are lifelong. You have um, probably lifelong friendships that are um, soul bound connections. That's um, actually pretty incredible. That's true. I see you shaking your head about that. Yeah, that's very true. Oh, oh, you guys talking yeah. about each other? That's so sweet. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we've been friends since uh, literally we were born. You know, our, our yeah. mothers were friends and they were pregnant yeah. at the same time. But not only that, not only our friendship, but, you know, he's got a lot of friends from our childhood that he still keeps, you know, in close contact with, you mm-hmm. know. And and so I know that, and I would say that, you know, um, the, 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 the best friends in my life 
any friend of theirs is a friend of mine, and he's one of those guys that if I know he's a friend of Adam's, I'm going to like him. You know what I mean? It's just, he's just one of those guys. I see another um, sign on your hand, um, and it's about wisdom and philosophy. Um, you also have a penchant, uh, a, a faded towards um, wisdom and philosophy. Um, yours is more eclectic um, than your friends, and um, it's more branchy, and it's <laughs> it's a messy line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of one of those things I see on your palm, place, but to me, I don't necessarily see that. It, it's pointing towards wisdom. It's pointing towards your Apollo finger. Um, it's pointing towards, like, meaningful fate lines in your hand, which is another thing. You have a highly crossed fate line. Um, it means there's a lot of intersectional meaning in, in your life. There are people you've met and experiences that you have had that have not only determined your fate and where you are right now, but they have been exceptionally meaningful. Um, they are, uh, your hand in particular shows these, um, these, these look like meetings to me, meetings of people. I guess it could be places and things like that too. Um, and I see, actually, I see Barry shaking his head more than Adam. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's Very just true. shown that there are meetings on your hand that have, like, put your life in a whole different direction over and over. Mm-hmm. Huh. You have this lifeline that kind of shows a more tumultuous childhood, um, like, more strife and difficulty in your early life. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I lost it for a second. Yeah. And, and then it shows your fate or destiny as like your life becoming more simple, um, more harmonious and like essentially evening out the lines on the hand are deep in fate. Um, it's telling me that you are destined to have a life, um, essentially that is, not always easy, but gets easier as you get older um, and calmer as you get older. That's good. I like um, that. Do what? That's, that's good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. See, I don't know anything about your childhood or anything like that, but um, these that, lines are fairly significant. That's on point. That is on okay. point. I didn't have anything that I would say... I mean, my parents got divorced when I was very young, and I mean, I kind of, um, I guess I got picked on a lot, you know, and stuff like that, and I kind of, and I, I kind of felt like a bit of, a, you know, I'm an, an outsider, I guess, a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, th- I, by all standards, that's not even traumatic compared to a lot of people, you know, I know, but... But still, I did have a hard time um, with... You know what? I say that, too, like, with my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad doesn't think he had a, a, a terrible childhood. But you have to put it in, in context of where, where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, like, one person's difficult story may be another person's not-so-difficult story, you know? Yeah, but you don't have anything to judge that by because you're a kid, you know. Right. 
it's so funny to hear people do that really frequently. And I think that's something that we do in an attempt to like minimize for people. We say like, well, other people have had it worse. You know, other people had yeah. a hard time, you know, th- this bad thing happened to them. And that, that's not even comparable to what happened to you. And it's like, but if for each individual person's life going through it, that doesn't really actually mitigate anything that's happening to you. It's just meant to kind of shut you up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that, that I actually think is pretty harmful that we do to people. We say, eh, yeah, whatever, whatever's going on with you, it's, it's fine. Cause you know, right. people are starving somewhere. Well, and when we, when, when we were growing up, divorce was not a thing that it was new, you yeah. know? And so we look at it in hindsight and think, Oh, it's not that big of a deal. But it's tough, you know? Yeah. yeah. The lines on this hand move inward this way and they calm as you age, as you get older. The end of your life is very harmonious. Although it kind of shows this one line towards the outside, and this this is a breaking with fate line. There is a major event that um, appears to be happening. Um, more towards the end of your life, definitely in, in, in mid-adulthood. Um, and it is an, a significant emotional change for you. Um, your heart line is also quite interesting because it shows um, some of these like movements um, of your emotional state and emotional growth. Um, and it really is rich on the lived experience hand. Um, tons of emotional growth as you get older. And, and big shifts and changes and how you, I think because of the way that these point, how you view people mm-hmm. um, is like a massive change from like it, where it starts. So probably like how you grew up or, or something like that. Wow. Yeah. I'd say so. Mm-hmm. You'd say so. Why would you say that about him? Because we grew up in a, a incredibly, Stifling might be too harsh, harsh of a word, but a very rigid way of thinking. Oh, yeah. And as as we've moved on and we've grown up and we've seen the world a little bit, ideologies have changed and perceptions of people have changed also. Yeah. You would hope. I mean, I know that doesn't happen for everybody. But. It doesn't. Well, not here. Yeah. Yeah. Not where, not not where I live anyway. Yeah, uh, we. Yeah. It's 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 come forward, but it's yeah. you know. Well, you know what it's like growing up in a small town. You know, and when you're in a small town, that's you know, your universe is that town. You know, and um, that can be very insular. You know, that's very small, and you know that can be. Um, you know, that reflects on everything and it, by not going out and experiencing other small towns and big towns and the countries and the world, or at least, you know, somehow being influenced by philosophies that are different than what, you know, you've been brought up with, you know, and I think for me, a big part of that was going to art school and then like meeting a lot of people who didn't come from a small town like me or their, you know, how they were fit into their small town was different, you know, and all this stuff. So it made me experience, you know, and want to experience different kinds of, um, you know, cultures and philosophies and stuff like that. So it made me want to learn more and be open to all these Mm -hmm. things. And that happened to me, I think at a fairly young age, like I went off to, to college um 
And then, like, I started to, you know, you know, see things through less rose-tinted glasses. And then, as I moved, kept moving, you know, into different places and different locations, I would meet different people from, and I just really enjoyed all of that. And so, so yeah, I think that's, I don't know, for me, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm noticing something, um, and it's interesting because I, I hadn't really noticed this on the other hand that I was looking at as much, but I can see it on this hand really strongly. Your drops of Jupiter, they're really rounded. And, and this is supposed to indicate like you are an empath. You feel what the people around you are feeling. You are strongly aware, keenly aware. Yours are particularly pronounced, um, which lets me, and they're, they're particularly pronounced over this feeling. People's, you would make a good like relationship counselor. Um, you you understand a lot of things like inherently um, about people's relationships and are able to see them in ways that sometimes they are not um, revealing uh, things to them. Sometimes maybe it would be the right way of, of putting true. that. That's also true. One other thing I see on your hand: extraordinarily like strong moral convictions about certain things. Um, one of these lines that I see is supposed to indicate, like, I don't know, that you would be like a good justice or judge or attorney or person in charge of things. Um, like it, it, it shows uh, up towards this this finger that's like indicating like the importance of like righteousness, justice, causes that are important, uh, things like that. <laughs> What else do I see? That's kind of interesting. So, similar to your friend, uh, Barry, your um, wisdom or uh, headline, it is deep, deep um, information um, as a child and, and kind of deep, deep information, maybe through like the midpoint of your life and adolescence. But it is also extremely branching and long. Um, and that's kind of indicating um, the, the, the more circular or round it is, the more... Um, artistically inclined you're supposed to be um mm -hmm. if that means anything to you but the the line that is uh deep is meaningful and it's especially meaningful in your early years but it is also very um branching which means that you are also not a quick thinker you are not impulsive you are a person that takes time to make decisions and would like to think about every possibility because of the way that this is upwardly tilted um and it is it is exceptionally deep, that particular line, which just mostly lets me know that this is an important part of your identity or an important part of who you are. Nice. Your fate line also is like extremely like intact. It, and it's interesting to see these crosses on it, but like it's like this perfectly intact line. It's supposed to mean that you've been following when I look at the other hand, I'm gonna make sure. But it it's, means essentially that you've been following your line of fate over your lifetime this is like what's meant to happen for you mm. all right then. <laughs> there's some lines on your hand that say things like you'd rather not work that hard um <laughs> yeah you know i mean I can admit that I'd rather have a easy job than a hard job, but I mean, I'll work a hard job. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah. Know. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I definitely would much rather have a job where I could just <laughs> chill uh, and, you know, half the day or just, you know, like when I had my comic book shop, that was a great job because, like, you know, I was a professional nerd and, uh, you know, and that's that was awesome. But, uh, you know. That comes at a price, too. Yeah, it does. It definitely you does. Know. You know, I mean, so, you know, I mean, but yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, uh, I'll take the easy way out if I can. I think that's probably because I'm the, um, the, the third child, the baby of the oh. family. So, you know, let my brother do the work and then my sister as well. And then I'll just pretend I did. <laughs> <laughs> There's, um... One thing I see on your hand that is, um, I didn't read on uh, your friend's hand, and I, maybe I can take a look at it, but um, you have these karmic um, lines on your wrist that I can see pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Your karmic flow is very good. In your life in general, you seem to get back what you put into it. And like the things that you have received um, in your life, this tells me, are things that people have wanted to give to you and and also they have given them to you because you have been good to them you have a very friendly hand adam it's it's, it's it shows like this kind of friendly things like all over it i feel that most for the most part that i am a very friendly person and, yeah uh, easy I, to get along with and a lot of that stuff so you know yeah yeah i'll, I'll take it yeah definitely there's one line that um, I'm noticing here, too, that just kind of indicates to me, because of its deepness and its branchingness, that um, you have travel in your nature. Um, and that is, of course, in your, like, destiny hand. And I don't see it as strongly in the hand that is your dominant hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so but he, in your, he needs to travel more. Is that what you're saying? That kind of is what his palm is saying. Okay. His destiny, his fate, the thing that is given to him is to like travel and or share a little bit nice. more than what his other hand is. Nice. Is after, after the COVID. Travel. After COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to <laughs> travel. Uh, You're trying not to die? Well, yeah. You know, I mean, doing my best. Uh. Okay. That's, that's about what I see. And I, um, I I love both of these. Yeah, you actually have a, a destiny that doesn't have good great karmic flow, but your your hand in practice does. So that's that's pretty interesting. So what I mean, could you elaborate on that? What that would you know kind of So the idea is about like energy flowing out into the palms of the hand. Mm-hmm. There are lines on the wrists that indicate and, and up into the hand mm-hmm. that indicate karmic blockages mm-hmm. and inability to receive what the universe is bringing to you okay. the idea being that we can influence that through good works and connections with others um and like through essentially like being kind and whole with other people we can influence what our you know if you want to call it like luckiness is sort of mm-hmm. um your, your karmic luck what is coming to you right okay that is influential in the dominant hand like i have some power of influence over that i think everybody kind of does if you, you know i mean that's just a general idea you know you good do good things and be good to people then you know it comes back to you i mean 
you know, without even being overly philosophical about karma, you know. Well, then if we look at yours, Mm -hmm. we see that in practice, you have created more luck for yourself, if you want to believe the way, than you maybe were born to have. Mm. I I got karma to burn. Karma to burn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, okay. that was a great that was a great band by the way uh that existed for us yes a very small p- period of time but they were they're a great band that's cool i've always loved that name carmen mm-hmm. burn that is a great name yeah um wow man you're fascinating i don't know if i'm just wanting to believe this shit dude but seriously you're good man you, <laughs> like I, I i've never had this done before and i was always my wife has gone to um uh, palm readers and um, psychics before, and mm-hmm. I'm always skeptical. But this is interesting, man. You seriously, this is the fact that you don't know me at all. I felt like you hit you hit me on on the head. Like you 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 nailed it, man. And well, thank you. So let me ask. I like agree. I've seen people before who have these very old-looking hands. Mm-hmm. What, just on a broad stroke, like you'll see, like I've seen, a, and I say this because I used to live, I had a roommate, and she she was young. I mean, you know, we're in, we're in our 20s, but her hands looked like she was like fucking 70. You know what I mean? I mean I I'm exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, lines, and I, that always fascinated me. And Especially it, and around like the knuckles, was this yeah. like very present, like here yeah. and like, in the front of the hand? That is supposed to mean the thing that I've read or the thing that I've seen about this, and I know that there has to be more written about this. But these people are supposed to be um, religious figures, clerics. Mm, mm. Um, they they are supposed to have this as a destiny or as a like. Even if they never like move into those spaces formally, that's um, interesting. They're meant to be, you know, wise counsel type people. People you come to with problems hold those positions in their lives. Well, the person I'm thinking of was a very spiritual person. Hmm. It's fascinating that you say that. Do you find yourself looking at people's hands all the time, um, like out in public? So there, you know, you don't you don't look at this part of people's hands very often. That's true. But the nails and stuff are also yeah. supposed to hold meanings, and okay. I do sometimes look at those. Interesting. Um, and the shape of the hand, which is also kind of meaningful. Where did this start? Where did where did this idea of reading palms come from in the history of man? Do you know? I mean, is that something that that somebody's written about or? You know, I am certain that there are books on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what I know about it is um, that it has both European and like Eastern origins, um, but different cultures have done it differently yeah. at different times. Um, if you read into a book, a lot of the philosophy around like what the lines are mm-hmm. is the same. And then some of the philosophy around like, well, what does that mean? Or what does this mean? Or what are these things? can differ. Gotcha. Although, like I said, in like, so for instance, if, if you, if you take a more like uh, Chinese uh, philosoph- philosophy, mm-hmm. <laughs> philosophy, philosophy, yeah. <laughs> um, you um, can look at it and say, 
okay, so um, the line that some people call fate, um, the Chinese would say is more about work or your life purpose and fate and life purpose are are probably different things to me. Definitely work is different than fate to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can kind of see how those things might intersect or or how people might see those differently. It's funny because the hands are kind of neglected in a way, you know, like we're always focused on like communication with people through eye contact and things like that. Mm -hmm. But like the hands are really quite fascinating because even though I don't know shit about, you know, how to read a hand, looking at someone's hands can tell you a lot about them in a lot of ways, you know, and, and I, I say that because my dad, you know, sometimes I'll look at his hand, you know, he, he had made a comment to me like last year or something about, he's like, I never noticed your hands were that big, you know, cause he's got huge hands and, and I, I have his hands, you know, and it's like, it's so weird. It's just strange that we don't, we don't take into more consideration um, that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. His hands, your dad's, if they had a texture, what would you say it is? It's, they're, they're, they look real similar to mine, but, but, um, but, you know, a bit more hard, I guess. Has your dad um, worked his whole life, um, people that have this, this texture and if they're um, shaped similar to yours, mm-hmm. um, it would kind of mean that he had worked something physical labor his whole life. He did, you know, it, it was split between two lives of, of one of running a business and being sort of the executive guy, mm-hmm. you know, but he loves working with his hands. I mean, you know, he's getting older now. I can't do it much, but he, he's, he always, enjoyed like he you know what probably 10 years ago or so he decided he was going to just start cutting lawns because (laughs) he wanted something to do you know so he started a lawn a lawn care business and not that he had to but he enjoys it gives him great fulfillment Mm -hmm. and he's always he's always yeah he's always he's always he's always really told me you know throughout my life how much you know a a hard day's work is good for the soul you know Mm -hmm. um and so and 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 my family on his side going back um we're all you know hard-working people to varying degrees as far as labor goes but um yeah i don't i don't know it's um it's just it's weird to think about because yeah you know you should read about some of this stuff and then and then you can you can look at people's hands like your dad and be like oh you've always been inclined to labor (laughs) yeah 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 that's cool (laughs) so cool um it's funny that you should say that because i was looking at my grandmother's hands one of the last times i had seen her and mostly i was looking at them because she has some rheumatoid arthritis and um she was telling me how much they hurt and right kind of like taking a look at them and um they do have that that texture, but they also have um, these like highly rounded knuckles with thin spaces in between the hands, which is also something meaningful. Um, And it has to do with like their, what career they're suited towards, like what kind of person they want to be as far as like work and life. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. It's funny to hear you say that because I thought about that. Yeah. So cool. And then we all know the fetish of feet, right? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> some, Those have lines some, on them too, but no one ever taught me how to read them. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, can you read anything from a foot? I mean, probably could. I mean, look, I you know, look, I'm sure somebody out there can read anything on any body part. When <laughs> yeah, you break true. it down, you know. Right, right. Um, so, you know. Yeah. You just got to be an expert uh, observer of, you know, and do some research, I suppose. I don't know. But, uh, right. But yeah, this has been <laughs> anything, anything else um, on me or Barry's hands there? That's about what I got from them cool. um, that I'm I'm willing to be sure about. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what's without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors now did you have a story that you wanted to share as well okay i will tell you a story that's weird and um it's only been happening recently okay so um a couple of years ago just a couple of years ago we maybe i adopted a cat mm-hmm. um this particular cat uh, we were just gonna foster the cat and she had a litter of four kittens i think um and however she was terrible looking like uh she had definitely lived she was like feral stray like had lived outside and she was uh, skittish um and uh she had gnats and burrs all in her fur they were just mm. knots and um so we took her and we shaved her to try to get it out uh we took her to get shaved we're not crazy we didn't shave a cat um <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so her kittens and her um that she was nursing they stayed with us for a little while and um, when we went to try to bring all of them back, like she just kind of refused to get into the kennel and she like meowed and like cried at us. And she had been in a, like, you know, not so affectionate, but she was like going around our legs, like, no, please. And so we decided to adopt her. Also, we were looking at her like, she's so ugly. No one is going to ever adopt this cat. She is just homely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so her kittens, I think they were all already adopted, you know, even before we brought them back. So they all had homes anyway, but we decided to keep her and, um, she was really skittish and she, you know, she didn't really want much to do with us. Um, fast forward to now. Um, she is always been kind of like interested in me and always kind of hung around me a little bit more. I assume that's just, you know, I was calmer or nicer, spent more time. Um, in the last year, she has taken to scratching at my bedroom window in the night and I'll open up the window and she'll hop in and she'll get in bed with me. Mm -hmm. 
every time she sleeps in my bed next to me, touching me, I have a dream about my great grandmother who died when I was eight every single time. Whoa. Whoa. And in the dreams, I can see and remember things that later when I'm awake, I know happened, but they're not as clear to me anymore. And not because I'm dreaming them, but because they're actually memories. Right. And weirdly, when she is with me, I wake up from the dream and she's always right there. And I'm always like, that is so weird. And I, I had one that was like so vivid maybe a week ago. It was so strange. Like, so she's like sleeping like she's like spoon. She's a little spoon. Um, and like, and I woke up from this dream where I had like gone over everything in her house, which I promise you, I have not been in since I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been 20 years since I was there. Um, and it was like the details of like window seals and like the, 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 the knickknacks and things like that, that I could see in the dream. And like, it was so strange. Hmm. And I, I told my friend this and she was like, well, maybe the, you know, there's something about the cat that reminds you of your grandma. So like when you sleep, the only connection that I can make is that I remember my grandmother hated cats. <laughs> 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 Um, just could not stand them. Um, in fact, a cat had gotten into her garage and had, um, babies, funny enough, had a a litter of kittens and, um, she called my mom to come and get them. Um, because she was like, I can't stand these dirty cats. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Maybe, maybe she's attached herself to the cat in order to make some amends in the afterlife. Somebody told, me, somebody told me, like, maybe that's uh, the karmic punishment for hating cats. You're, right, like, reincarnated right. as a cat. I think that must be. It must be. That's so, funny. You know, that's I wonder funny. if my dad's a cat out there somewhere. <laughs> not like cats. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's, dreams are bizarre. Dreams yeah. are one of those, it, just one of those things where it's like, golly, how, how, to, how to define what something means is so crazy in the dream world. Yeah. Well, I'll I tell you. Wild one. Uh-huh. I just never had a dream like that before we had this cat. Not once. That's crazy. That's so weird. That's crazy, man. What are you going to say? That's just, you know, I mean, the fact that it happens every time is what makes it so very unique. Because, like, I don't really have too many dreams that are you know, like very similar like that, you know, I mean, I'll have things like maybe I'll have a dream about, um, zombies or something, you know? Um, but that's usually because it's been informed because I like watched a zombie movie or something like that. Or, you know, or maybe there's something, you know, that's, or something like, um, like what, what a lot of my dreams, I, I live in Oklahoma, I know that these are taking place in Oklahoma in this weird dream surreal version of I probably Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't lived in Oklahoma City since like um, like the mid nineties, you know. Yeah. So it's been a while, 
But I still, that's uh, the setting for a lot of my dreams. And people that I know who are not from, you know, when I live there, will be there, you know, or random people right. that'll pop up. I don't have anything that is specific, Reoccurring. you know, over yeah. and over and over again where it takes place in this setting or with a particular person right. like that. And because it is always seemingly influenced somehow by, or coincidentally, by her being there. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's why, that is yeah. wild. That is definitely yeah. unusual. Yeah. And that is, that's really cool though. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Summer, thank you. Sounded like a jet was taken off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and you know, sharing your story and, and reading these two odd, weird, middle-aged guys' hands. <laughs> yeah, no, my pleasure. Your hands are both very interesting, so you had, you had good you. hands to read. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for. Thanks a lot, Summer. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Okay. Right. Take care. Take care. Bye. 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 Hey everybody, you're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience. We can have more friends. We can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. Well, Summer, thank you for coming on. That was so interesting. I've Mm -hmm. never done that before. I've heard people getting their palms read. I think my wife has done it before. And um, I, I didn't know what to think of it going into it, but I was really pleasantly surprised with how I felt like she was pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It was something that I never really had too much before. Um, not anything serious. Well, I don't know if this was even serious because, you know, uh, she's just, you know, she does it for fun, uh, not for like a profession. But, uh, you know, she's I, she's good. I she's think really she's good. good at it. You know, she seems to be fairly insightful on it. And, you know, um, you know, maybe she's really good at reading people as well. But uh, that would be difficult to do over over skype i think maybe yeah you know, a cold read over skype because yeah. it's kind of like you're not being yeah you're kind it, of being your I I, i'm sure there's some of that that goes on but to 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 hit on some of those things just without saying anything you know mm-hmm. to her about mm-hmm. any of it is kind of and I'm sure that, you know, there's some of that thing where it's like, okay, well, that's very relatable to everyone. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe people like to see each other, you know, themse- themselves in a light that is, you know, a certain way or whatever. But I did think that there were some things that she really hit on that was like, man, that was that was pretty interesting. And, and no matter what, it's it. I thought it was cool. Um, yeah. To, you know, harmless, um, you know, as, as far as that goes. I mean, mm-hmm. We're not we're not betting our lives on it or anything. So, I, I just thought it was cool, and I thought that her her ease of being able to just kind of go with it, and there wasn't a whole lot of searching going on. She was just seeing, you know, telling what she saw, 
mm-hmm. and explaining it and you know her insight was pretty it was pretty cool man i would like to have her back on and maybe do a little bit more with her at some point yeah that would be fun yeah and you know going into this you know um not necessarily from you know summer but just in general of a palm reading you would think that you would get kind of a generic kind of reading you know and that it would be just something where you're like yes yes or no and then that way you know like somebody could you know figure out which right. way to kind of guide you and right. have you respond you know yep. focus on you but we didn't really do that you right. know um we just let her kind of just make her observations yeah kind of like you know occasionally comment on the other person <laughs> as it was happening so, right yeah and i thought you know I'm sure that there's people out there that make money doing this and that use that in a way to manipulate and to do some things uh, that are necessarily not above surface. But, mm-hmm. you know, this case, we did not pay her anything. This was just her giving her time. And we're thankful that she did yep. uh, because it really I I'm a believer in things that are really old. And this is an art that's quite old. Mm-hmm. Um if, if, if with anything only, you know, just it's stood the test of time for some reason, because people get something out of it. And I can't, uh, I can't deny that. And, um, and I can't say that it, it isn't beneficial for, for some folks. You know, another thing I, I think that's interesting about it is the, uh, the correlation with it and, um, some of the stuff that she was talking about with, um, astrology that's something i would like to research a little bit more i just don't know a lot about it and beyond just you know the the palm reading the it is it's a strange little story you know about with her cat yeah and how she every time her cat comes and sleeps with her on the bed and is touching her that she has a dream about her great grandma yeah that's really crazy it's really, really strange. So I yeah. don't know, man. Maybe there's some kind of connection. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Great stuff, Summer. Well, Thank you again. Yeah. So if you have any uh, interesting, if you, I was going to say, if you have an interesting relationship with your pets, within you know taste, good taste here, <laughs> I should say, uh, let us know. We, you know, maybe we, we can hear about some cool, cool pet stories. You know, maybe your pet saved. Your family from the house burning down or something like that. I yeah. don't know. Or, uh, you know, maybe you've got a uh, psychic grandma, you know, story. Or your grandma was a palm reader or was a root doctor or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a good story, you got a weird story, something that's unusual, something that is out of the norm. If you got an ability, let us know about it. We'll talk and uh, share your story here on the podcast. Hey, what do we have coming up next week? Well, Barry, I'm glad you asked. We got a write-in story and then a uh, another short story or a couple of short stories from uh, Johnny out in California. Oh, very cool. He's got some cool Just stuff. Just California. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and both of them are got some cryptic, cool cryptid stories. Yeah. Um, and I just want to remind everybody uh, once again that um, – Pretty soon here, within the next week or two, we will be. Uh, you'll need to check your subscription, unsubscribe, then resubscribe. If you do subscribe, 
um, and so that you can uh, keep up with us. Make sure we're getting you the new episode every Tuesday from your podcast provider as we are switching over from hosting to uh, ourselves. And uh, again, you can go and you can find all the episodes, all of them that we've put out so far on our website, whatsyourweirdstory.com. And you can also follow us on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's where we can be found. And uh, I don't know. Should we do a TikTok? I don't know how oh, TikToks God. work, but yeah. that's the big thing now. So, <laughs> you know, who who knows? We'll see. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. You know, I think that's beyond us. But uh, maybe with help, we could do something for TikTok. Who knows? But anyway... Thanks for turning up. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that fun episode. Um, learned maybe you learned a little about us as we learned a little about us and and about Summer and her cat. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, we'll see you next time. Have a good week. In the meantime, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.